name is Felicia Wright, and this is the Go Rogue Podcast. Do you feel stuck? Does every day feel like Groundhog's Day? Well, I'm here to tell you it's time to take charge of your life and know that you are meant for more than this. It's time to go rogue. This podcast is for people that are ready to say enough is enough and discover their new normal with entrepreneurship. Get ready because your rogue journey starts now. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the Go Rogue podcast. I have another phenomenal woman here ready to share her rogue journey. I am with Rose Lounsbury and she is a minimalist and simplicity coach, author, and speaker. And I'm super excited that she's decided to share our her story with us. So welcome. Thank you so much, Felicia. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm super excited to share your story because I think you are Wonder Woman for the record. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't have a cape. Yeah, we're going to get you one of those capes. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so um, go ahead and tell us about you and your background. Absolutely. Well, my background is actually in the field of education. So mm-hmm. I was a middle school language arts teacher for about mm-hmm. seven years. I know we have that connection in common. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was teaching language arts, which was a wonderful career. Um, but during the time when I was teaching, I became a mom as well. And my motherhood experience is a bit different than most. I have triplets. Woo. And so... I know, right? So I found out I was pregnant with triplets and I was like, okay, I'm going to leave teaching for a while. I'm going to stay home. So I stayed home for about two years with them. And after two years of being at home with my kids, um, I always say I ran back to work. So I took two years off and then I ran back to work just for a break from my life. And when you know if teaching middle school is a break from your life, um, your life is pretty crazy, right? Because middle school teaching is not easy. So I went back to teaching for about three more years. And then I kind of had this feeling in my life that the direction I was headed was not the direction that I wanted to go. And part of that was because um, when I was home with my kids, I had started this minimalist journey. Um, I had started to realize that my house felt very crowded. It felt kind of crazy and chaotic. And I realized it was because of all the stuff. So I had started just slowly letting go of the excess stuff in my house. And I was excited about the difference it was making in my life. And so I started blogging about that. So I had this minimalism blog talking about, okay, I went through my towels and I went through my coffee cups and yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And so um, when I went back to work, I'm still doing this. I'm still blogging. And I realized that that I could turn this into a business. Uh, People were asking me to come help them in their own homes. Uh, They wanted my help. And I would say, you know, I would love to do it, but I honestly don't have time because I work full time and I have three toddlers. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't make the leap at that, at that point. Mm -hmm. But then after about three years of working and, and doing the blog on the side, I said, you know what, if I don't do this now. I am going to regret it for the rest of my life. I need to give this a shot. I need to give it a try. And so I left the classroom in 2015 and I started my business that year, going into people's homes, helping them declutter, helping them go through their stuff. And it was great. It was awesome. It was the perfect fit. It was so much more flexible with my family than teaching had been. Mm -hmm. And so it was wonderful. Um, So about two years after that, I uh, had the opportunity to write a book. I'd always wanted to write a book. I love writing. 
that is my favorite thing. I, I, my business started with my writing, with my blog, just for my own personal entertainment. And eventually I, I wrote a book, which was this lifelong dream. And it was awesome. It came out and it was uh, an Amazon bestseller, which was total surprise to me. And I still get surprised. Oh, when amazing. Get it was, it was so cool. And I'll still get the royalty checks every month and just think, wow, you know, people bought my book this month and I don't even know who they are. They just bought it. Um, so I wrote the book and that was about a year ago that that came out. Um, then after the book came out, I realized there was this other audience now, this much bigger audience that wanted my help. And so I started teaching online courses to reach people anywhere. I'm, I live in Dayton, Ohio. And so my in-home business was great here in Dayton, um, but that doesn't really work when you are going bigger, when you're reaching audiences you know, all over the world. Yeah. So I started teaching online classes about a year ago. Um, and then just this past fall, just a couple of weeks ago, I got the opportunity to do a TEDx talk here oh. in Dayton. So I did that about two weeks ago. So that was a whole new level of public speaking, which is something I've also always loved to do. Yeah. So, I'm in awe right now. Like seriously, I am in <laughs> awe of you. You said you weren't Wonder Woman. You are lying to us right now. You are. <laughs> the, cape, the cape is on order. I'm just, the cape is under my clothes. You just can't see it. Uh, but no, it's not true. I think all women are Wonder Woman. Honestly, I do. Yeah. Um, but so I had the opportunity to do that. And that opened up this whole other um, arena and this whole other path. And so what's interesting is now just today, literally just today, I was texting and messaging all my in-home clients to tell them, okay, I love you guys. But as of December 1st, I must stop doing the in-home work. And I'm going to go completely online, completely based in, in public speaking and teaching people online. And I even have this crazy idea to do a reality TV show. And so I want to pursue that. Like I have all these things that I want to pursue. Um, and I, I feel like my business just keeps evolving and changing. And, and the thing that I have to do is, is get over the fear of going along with it when it does that. So that's the, the long story of where I got to be, where I am. So what I do basically is I help people who are overwhelmed with their stuff. I help them let go of it so that they can have the freedom in their life. Because really that's for me what it was, was when I let go of that excess stuff, there was this freedom, this free time that I suddenly had which when I was you know, working and taking care of the kids, I felt like I spent my whole evening just picking up stuff. And when I didn't do that anymore, I had the freedom to think and dream. And I came up with ideas that yeah. literally have changed my life. Like they've changed the path of my life. I've written a book and done a TED talk and I want to do a TV show and all these things that I think I probably would not be pursuing if I was spending all my mental energy still dealing with my possessions. So for me, that's what I, why I do this is because I think we all have such a greatness in us. And if we get mired down dealing with our stuff, we can't actually access the greatness. So I love that. And I love what you said about um, removing that stuff so you can really start to dream again, because I think as women, like we get bogged down by all the things that we have to do. And I like what you're doing because from what I'm hearing from you, it's like we get bogged down by our stuff as well, our physical stuff. And we really have to work on removing the baggage, really. Wouldn't you agree? It's like removing that baggage yeah. so we can dream again. 
I think that that there is a, a definite correlation between our stuff and our time. Mm-hmm. So if we have tons and tons of laundry and dishes, for example, which are probably the two biggest time sucks for most women, yes. laundry all the time, dishes all the time, those two never ending jobs, right? If we're constantly doing them, we're spending our time and our brain power focused on this rather mundane task. We still have to do it. But if that's what we're doing all day, we're picking up all day, we're doing dishes all day, we're doing laundry all day, and then the next day we're doing it all again, right? Yeah. We're actually, we don't have time to tap into our higher faculties of imagination, to dream, to think about what we want to do because we're taking this precious brain of ours and we're devoting it to laundry and we're devoting it to dishes and we're devoting it to picking up the kids' shoes and toys. Mm -hmm. And yes, we have to do that. But if you minimize the amount of it, if you get enough clothes that you have about enough clothes for a week, you've only got to do each person's laundry maybe once a week. That's a lot less than doing several loads a day, right? And, yeah. and if you have less dishes, it's simpler. You don't spend as much time dealing with dishes. If your kids have less toys, picking up the toys takes a lot less time. And when you add up all that time that suddenly freed up, what you've really freed up is mental space, brain Ooh. space, yeah. right? And there is, I mean, there's research out there that shows that women, especially in cluttered environments, feel a higher level of stress and anxiety. I mean, you can look up studies. It'll it'll show you that when you're in a cluttered space, and I think everyone feels that way, but it's especially for women, their stress levels are higher. Their cortisol levels are higher. So if you're in that that fight or flight state constantly, how are you going to pursue a dream? You can't. Right. You can't, if you're in this panic mode, even if it's kind of the low level hum in the background and you've kind of learned to override it, you're Mm -hmm. still living in a state that's not the most open that your brain can be. It's not the best flow that you can get into. You're still in in survival mode and and you got to get past that to actually open up to the possibilities of what you really can do in your life. And I think it's as simple as starting with clearing the excess physical stuff out of your life because it will manifest itself by producing all these amazing things that you didn't know were in your brain. That's amazing. And like, that's something people just don't talk about. Like we don't really think about what's in our space. We're always in that. You'll see it. It's like hustle, 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 grind, you know? And I think there is some truth to that, but then there's also like the ease and the flow of things. And I love how you said to get rid of that stuff because I think that opens you up to being, to getting that ease and flow of letting things come to you. I love that. So if somebody is starting in the beginning and so full disclosure, when I first started, I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I was like, oh, I'll blog. Oh yeah. I don't like to write. Um, (laughs) So if somebody's in the beginning trying to figure out what they want to do as far as a business or whatever, what do you think would be the first step for them? Like, what should you clear out your bedroom? Cause that's where you're most creative. What do you think should be the first step? So I think with anything, if you, if you're living in an environment that is cluttered or stuffed or makes you feel that way, mm-hmm. I don't think it actually really matters so much what your home looks like. It's how you feel in your home. You know, someone could walk into my home and say, oh my gosh, it feels really crowded and cramped in here. And that could be their opinion, right? That's how they feel. What matters is how I feel. So I would say first check in with how you actually feel in your space. Do you feel anxious? Do you feel stressed? 
or do you feel relaxed? If you feel relaxed and at peace and calm, then there's no need to change anything. But I'm going to argue that most people don't, um, especially women, especially if you have young children. Yeah. Most of us don't walk in the house and go, ah, paradise, right? We, we yeah. long to go to a hotel room where we walk in, we're like, oh, look how clean and neat everything is, right? Mm -hmm. So if you are not feeling that peace in your home, I want you to go to wherever the source of it is the strongest, whatever's bugging you the most. So what is it that's bugging you the most? And that's going to be different for every person. But if you want to make a big change, you've got to go where the pain is greatest. So for some people, that's going to be their clothing and their closet. They look at their closet and they just feel terrible. Maybe the clothes don't fit or they're outdated or whatever. Mm -hmm. They have the closet full of nothing to wear. So they end up dressing in yoga pants every day, even though they have clothes in the closet. So go wherever the pain is, is the greatest and see what you can do in terms of making a difference there. Now, there are some places that I don't recommend you go first. Oh. Um, if the greatest pain deals with sentimental items like memorabilia and pictures, mm -hmm. I don't recommend that anyone start there because that's a really difficult place to make mm -hmm. a difference right away because it's very emotional. Um, I recommend you start with the thing that's maybe a little bit easier, but it's still a pain source, like maybe the laundry. So dealing with the clothes or helping the kids deal with their toys. Um, but don't go to something really, really emotional first because you will probably not be that successful. You'll get really overwhelmed and be unable to continue. So okay. do something that's going to make a difference in your state of mind, but not something that's going to make you break down and, and be crying on the floor. Okay. That's great advice. <laughs> <laughs> There's some things like, so my husband has a literally a doorknob from Germany, like from a castle that he stole when he was 18. Yes. I Won't remember. Get rid of it. We talked about this at the Boss Mom Retreat. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, you told me about the stolen doorknob. Maybe if people in Germany are listening to this, the German police will, you know, <laughs> get on them and he'll have to send it back. And then you'll be telling people. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I really want, I want to switch gears a little bit more about you. And <clears throat> really at that time when you were still teaching and you had triplets, what really propelled you to go for it and give you the courage just to go for it? Because honestly, just from an outsider looking in, hearing about triplets, teaching, I mean, I was teaching with two littles. I can't imagine three. Like what gave you the courage? Because it's so hard to find that courage and you did it. It is. It is very hard. And I think what it was for me was as my kids got a little older, so they were about four when I left the classroom and, and decided to do my business, um, I started to feel like I wanted to be with them more and I wanted to be more present in their lives. So what here's a, a catalyst moment was their um, preschool Christmas play. Okay. Um, I went to their preschool Christmas play and, and my nanny had always taken them to and from preschool. I never could because teaching hours don't allow you to pick up or drop off at preschool. Mm -hmm. And so I'm at the preschool Christmas play. And one of the teachers from the preschool looks at me and goes, oh, you're the mom. Whoa. And it was like my heart sunk because they didn't know who I was. These people who spent the day with my kids had no idea who I was. And I just, 
I think it was um, something that I was already feeling that I wanted to be more present. And, and you would think teaching is a flexible jo job with kids, but it's really not because it's you not. can't do any of those school party things that parents like to do. And so really the, the catalyst was I wanted to be more present with my kids and I didn't know what it would look like. I knew that I wanted to pursue the business, mm -hmm. but I thought, you know, maybe I'll just take a few years off from teaching and I'll be with my kids more and I'll do this little business. And then, and then in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to go back to teaching because I never really thought the business would actually be successful. I didn't have the faith that it really would take off and be what it has become. Mm -hmm. I thought it would be sort of like a side hustle, little simple, little thing I did here and there. Um, but what I found was at, when I left teaching and then I, I was home with them, the business started to grow. I started to believe in it more and more every single year to the point where now I will admit to you, and I, I don't admit this to many people, but I still have in my attic a lot of my teaching stuff. Really? And to me, that is the holdout of when, and I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm ready to, to throw it all away because it's like burning the ships at that point. Like I'm not yes. going back right? I am not going back. I'm going to let go of all of these lesson plans and all of these examples and all these things that I've made. So when you talk about having the guts to do it, realize that it is, it can be a process. Um, I, I left with the idea that I would do this kind of on the side and then maybe I would go back. And then as each year, so now I've been at this for about three years, each year I get stronger in my commitment to my business to the point where now finally I'm ready to totally cut the cord with that other life. Um, mm -hmm. But for me, and maybe this is helpful for people listening, it, it didn't happen in an instant where I suddenly was like, forget this career, I'm going to go do my own business and whatever happens, happens. I think mm -hmm. there are some people who can do it that way, but I also think it's okay to grow your bravery slowly, which I think is what has happened to me. And every single year, I get stronger at being brave. I get better at being brave because I know that I've done it before. I remember when I left teaching and I, I called my mom and I said, you know, I kind of feel like, and I think in metaphors, cause I'm an English teaching kind of person. Oh, okay. I said, I said, I feel like a boat in the water that doesn't know where it's going, but I'm not scared. I'm just in the water kind of just drifting along and I'm okay with it. And she was like, oh, that's cool. You know, <laughs> that sounds great. Um, and so that was the first experience when I left teaching of feeling like I didn't know the direction I was going, but I was okay with it. Mm -hmm. And now as my business, every time my business evolves, so when I was writing the book, I came to that place again, where I didn't know if anyone was going to buy it. I've spent all this time and all this effort writing this book. What if no one buys it? Right. But I was like, oh, I've been at this place before. I've been unsure. And then this yeah. year when I did the TED talk, I was like, well, what if I get up there and I forget what I'm going to say? Or what if I look like an idiot? Or what if I trip or all these things? And I could say, well, you know, I've, I've been there before. I've been in fear before and I've come through it. So every single time I do the next brave thing, I'm so much braver because I have the experience of being brave. So you can take, I think it's possible to take a tiny brave step and that's your very first brave step. Whatever that little brave step is, if it's writing one blog post and yeah. you put it out into the world, that's the first step and you're building your bravery muscle. And then every time you do the next brave or scary thing, you're so much stronger. And I think that's how entrepreneurs work. We just yes. get braver with every single step because it's not like the fear is ever gone. No. It's, never, it's never gone. 
It's always there. You just get better at recognizing it. Another thing I remember when I was starting my business, again, I think so visually a lot of times, mm-hmm. is I would visualize the fear in my body because I could feel it. It was very strong. Here I am starting a business. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to make an LLC. I don't know how to build a website, all these things. And I would think, oh my gosh, I'm so scared. And I would hold my hand out and I would imagine like all the fear in my body, like forming into a ball that kind of like ran into that hand. And so then I'm holding all the fear in my hand as a ball and I would just drop it. That's such a good idea. And sometimes I would sit there on the couch and I would probably look like a crazy person if anyone was watching me, but I would just drop it as many times as it took until I felt like it was gone and I could move forward. Because if I stayed in it and I let it stay in me, it would keep me from doing what I really wanted to do. So I had to physically visualize myself throwing it away. That's such a great exercise for anybody out there. Like that repetition of constantly envisioning that ball and dropping it, it's going to sink in and it's really going to help you get rid of that fear. And I like what you said about being brave over time because it's just another example. So for me personally, I'm one of those people where it's like, I'm just going to hold my feet to the fire and get it done because that propels me to work and get it done and be brave. But for you, it was baby steps. So for anybody out there that's listening, you have to find what works for you. Like I've said on this podcast before, I made the announcement that I was doing this podcast before I had podcast hosting. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah, because I was like, okay, well, people know and are expecting it and I've opened my mouth now, so... (laughs) Well, it's that whole idea about like speaking your truth out into the universe. That's how you start to create things. You say, I'm going to do a podcast and then the podcast can happen, right? You have to have the brave, And sometimes even speaking the bravery out is the hardest step because then now it's a little bit more real, right? You have created that vision. You have said the thing. And so now it can happen. Like even when I told you at the beginning um, that I'm thinking of doing a reality TV show, that's an idea that I had two days ago, two days ago. And, but it's, I can visualize it and I can see it and I'm pursuing like the steps that I need to take to make it happen are appearing to me. And it's because, and and speaking it out to you is going to help it happen. And I know that. So that's why I said it, even though it was a little bit, it was scary for me to say that right? It's scary Mm -hmm. for me to put that out there when I really don't know the how, but I think often more important than the how is actually having that vision. And if you keep the vision in your mind and you're working toward it, the how becomes apparent. Yes. I I like that because it's, it's so easy to get caught up with all these ideas in our head and it, they never come out. Like we never write them down. We never say anything about them. And then they kind of just fade away. Mm -hmm. Um, there's this book that I've read. Have you heard of Big Magic? I think I have. I think its title sounds familiar, but I don't know much about it. It's the same author as Eat, Pray, Love. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes. There's this one point in the book, she believes that ideas come to us, and then if we don't use them, that idea will transfer to somebody else, and it was how these two friends, she had an idea, And she didn't do anything with it. So that idea left her and her friend actually took it and implemented it. And she never told her friend. So it's all about like those ideas that come to you, they come to you for a reason. 
And if you don't hold on to those ideas and take care of them like they're little babies, they're going to go elsewhere. So that that really speaks to what we're talking about right now. It's just like speaking that out and taking action on it is so very important. Otherwise, like it's just going to become another thing that you thought of. And yeah, I didn't do it. Yeah. I mean, I think that there is never a lack for great ideas. I think we all, that's why I say all women are super women, because we all have great ideas. We have amazing ideas, but so many of us never take the action on those ideas because of the fear, because we don't know the how. We don't know how it will look. But I have been learning, and again, I don't feel that I am an expert at this at all, but that when... I trust that idea and it feels really right. And that's the thing, like when the idea is true for you, it mm-hmm. will just feel so right. Like I'm sure when you knew the podcast, you just knew I'm going to be a podcaster. And you know, people have told me I should do a podcast and I've kind mm-hmm. of thought about it and maybe I would someday, but I'm like, you know, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. but when someone said you should do a Ted talk, I was like, yes, I knew that was going to be my thing. Or when the opportunity to write a book, I was like, yes book that's mine you know it's like you can feel it in your spirit when the idea is absolutely right for you when it aligns with your gifts and your purpose and everything you're meant to do so um yeah I just think I love that idea of how the idea will come to us and if we don't act on it it will go to someone else or it will go away or it'll just lie very dormant in us and then later in life we will regret not having written the book or not having started the podcast or contacted mm-hmm. the producer or asked that person out, right? Uh, it's, yeah. it, can, it can take so many forms, right? It's all the same thing. And um, I don't know, I just love that. I'm gonna have to put that on my reading list now. Yeah, it's such a good book. And it just really spoke to me because like I'm 33 and I've had all these ideas over the years and I can't tell you how many ideas that I I never acted on just because I didn't have the courage or the belief in myself that I could do it. So with Go Rogue, like it came and I was like, this is it. This is just it. Like it's working. So um, yeah, just having that courage to really stand in your truth and go for it. So, um, I have one more question. Well, two more questions for you, but, um, if there was an, if another woman came out to you and she was struggling and doesn't know how to start her rogue journey, what kind of advice would you give her to just get started and just go for whatever she is trying to do her dreams? A woman who's starting her rogue journey, I would say spend some time in some quiet reflection. Um, I think, and I think maybe that's why the whole minimalism and simplicity world is my world, because I think that from that place of simplicity and from quiet, you can see what's true. Mm -hmm. I think we often get very distracted by all the things, right? The things we could, the daily to-dos, the projects, the this or that, the social media, the tele, whatever it is. Um, But I think if you can spend some time either in some meditation, go for some long walks, but learn to listen to the voice inside you because it will not steer you wrong. Mm -hmm. The voice inside you will tell you exactly what to do and you will know it to be true. And it very well may terrify you at the same time. Just because you will know it to be true doesn't mean it's not going to be scary but you will know that it is the right thing. So I would tell someone 
to just get very quiet, do some journaling, and then open your eyes and your ears because I feel like the universe is often trying to tell us where to go. And I think we are really bad at listening to it sometimes. Mm -hmm. I think we shut it out and we see what we want to see instead of what's always really there. So um, I just think listening to yourself and trusting yourself, whatever that looks like to you. And I think for most people that it takes the form of some quiet reflection. For me, it takes the form of, of writing. Mm -hmm. So if I write and I write and I write and I write, eventually I'll write what's true. That's how I found out I was in love with my husband, by the way. Really? Yeah, I was, we've been dating since I was in high school. So that's interesting. Wow. Um, but I remember I came home from hanging out with him one night and I was bothered. I was bothered. I was like, something is What did he do? No, I don't know what's wrong. And we were just friends. And so I started writing. I started writing like these different poems, you know, writing and writing. And all of a sudden in the middle of like the third one, I realized, oh my gosh, I'm in love with him. I'm totally in love with him. And that's what was bothering me because I didn't want to be. I didn't okay. want to be in love with him at that time. I didn't want to be in love with anybody, but I totally was. And so I think you'll find the way that helps you see the truth. Um, but it has to come from looking inside yourself a little bit. And um, your gut won't ever steer you wrong. Your heart won't steer you wrong. I agree. I It's so crazy how we fight what our gut is telling us because we don't accept it. And it's like, no, that's not what I want right now. I have this box that I'm trying to stay in and yes. you're telling me to go outside <laughs> the box. <laughs> and I don't know what's outside of the box and it's scary, mm -hmm. right? I'm not necessarily happy in my box, but I don't want to leave because it's comfortable. It's comfortable and it's what we know. And it gives us, I think, um, it's actually a false sense of security, but a sense of security. You know, when I was teaching, I felt like, well, that's the security, right? I have, a, I mean, I even have a pension when you're teaching, yeah. like how much more secure can it get? There's not really any actual security in that job, there's no more security in that job than in my business, right? The school could close, the, all the students, there could be a decrease in the student population, the school could get taken over or sold or whatever, I don't know. All these things could actually happen to that quote unquote secure job that you think you have. Yes. It's no more secure than a business that you run fueled by your own ideas and tenacity. You just perceive it as safer because it's what you know. Yep. It's not safer. You just think it is. Yeah. It's in that and box that we it's don't want to. in that leave. box. Exactly. Yeah. I love that you said that because even, I, I don't know where, what it's like for teaching where you're at, but like out here, like they've cut pay. They, they were talking about furloughing people. Like it was just bad. And it's like, this is supposed to be a secure air quotes. Yes. Job. <laughs> and it's, it's not like, so it's just knowing. And the other thing that you said that, um, those ideas that come to, you know, that they're going to be terrifying. They could be really scary, but yes. you just have to live in that and really deal with it. But just know that you're not being misguided. I love that. Thank you so much for that. Like this is my own personal coaching session <laughs> because it's such a great reminder, especially as an entrepreneur, we constantly always have to work on our mindset. So <clears throat> hearing these 
hearing you and other women and doing the interviews, it, it definitely helps with mindset, my mindset. So I love it. So Rose, I know other women are going to want to seek you out because you are Wonder Woman. I officially <laughs> dubbed you Wonder Woman. We're getting the cape. Can All you right. Tell us where everybody can find you. The best place to find me is my website and it's roselounsbury.com. So that's R-O-S-E-L-O-U-N as in Nancy, S, B as in boy, U-R-Y.com. You can also find me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Rose Lounsbury and also on Facebook at Rose Lounsbury. Awesome. And all of that will be in the show notes. So don't panic if you are driving. <laughs> it yes. will be in the show notes. It will be in the blog where you can find all those links and access all of that because you definitely want to follow this amazing woman. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart from being on this podcast and inspiring other women because you are amazing. So thank you well, very much. Thank you for having the podcast and being brave enough to give your gift to the world, which allows so many of us to share our gifts with the world. So thank you for being a brave woman and allowing us to bask in that as well. Well, you are very welcome. So thank you so much for listening. If you are on your rogue journey, definitely head over to the rogue community. You can find it at bit.ly slash rogue community where other women are on their rogue journey as well. Again, thank you so much for listening in and go and slay the day. Bye.